Alright, welcome to Conversation. So, this is going to be a podcast that's formatted a little bit like you're taking a trip from one train station to another. So, every time we talk about something in the beginning of an episode, we're going to be ending on a different topic, most likely, and trying to retrace our steps as to how we actually got there. Um, So, the first stop on our conversation will probably end at a different one. Uh, Hopefully, anyway. And the fun of the episode will be for you to try to retrace uh, our steps with us and potentially start at the same station we do and end at a different one. So we're going to start this conversation with... Question? Do you have anything in mind? Okay, um, I've recently learned that Steve Harvey is getting his own court show. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Uh, all right, so what show is Steve Harvey getting? Um, no, he he's getting his own, um, like, court show, you know, like Judge Judy and whatnot, those uh, court-style arbitration shows. Okay, is he the judge? Yeah, well, he's going to be the judge. Is he it's qualified start... at all? Okay, here's the thing about those uh, shows. <sighs> um, you don't need qualifications. It's... Um, arbitration which means that it is in no way a real court okay and the Um, and the conclusions you come to are based off of whatever evidence is provided regardless of like the actual i don't know legal process yeah see the um both parties who agree to be on it the uh they uh agree that whatever the uh, judge decides is the decision um for such and they forgo any further, um, like, real legal, uh, actions. Um, so they basically show all their evidence to the quote-unquote judge who makes a decision, and that's the reason why it's also mandatory that small claims, because they would never be able to do arbitration for anything of larger monetary amounts. It also requires, like, barely any training or whatnot to become one of these. And And we're going to just make the assumption that Steve's going to go through that process with the show. Yeah. I mean, anyone can get those shows as long as you're, like, personable enough to uh, convince people to let you make decisions about their lives. Oh, but it's Steve Harvey, though. I like this is the this is the um, this is the same guy that does uh, Family Feud. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm not sure how much I'd, uh, I'd, I'd trust that man to make these decisions. Although, I, I do understand why they'd want him to be the judge. Because at, at the very least, um, watching the show would be interesting just to see his reactions to the bullshit that happens. Because mm-hmm. there's some I... pretty bad stuff with those. I, I actually remember watching Judge Judy a while ago. Like, you know, obviously when I was much younger, when it was still airing. Um, and it was like, airing. well, when it was still airing and at like the height of its popularity, ah, um, yeah. and, uh, I, I think there may have been an episode about like two people getting divorced, but like one of them wanted to be the person divorcing the other person. Hmm. Like it's, it's the, it's like the, uh, the adult version of no, I broke up with you. Um, ah. yeah, but, but legally, I, I'm not sure if that makes a difference, but that's yeah, and that mean, hmm? those whole um, like court shows are a joke. Like 
to both reality TV and the legal system. I remember uh, reading about like a, a pair of friends who spent like over eight years or so trying to be on as many of those court shows as possible by suing each other. Oh. And I, I think they made it on, like, Judge Judy once or twice. <laughs> and, oh, God. So that's, like, that's like the method that people would go through when they, uh, uh, what is it, do, like, the multiple interviews in a row just to get onto something like Jeopardy to take all the yeah. tests and stuff online. Um, we actually have a friend that does that, if you weren't aware, Brian. Um, our, uh, our I, I'm going to assume mutual friend. But I, I'm not going to speak for you here, but our mutual friend, uh, uh, Ariel, he actually has gone on multiple occasions to um, uh, take the tests and stuff to uh, get onto Jeopardy. And has he ever he, succeeded? He has. He succeeded once. But the problem is the timing worked out wrong, so he couldn't actually go to like the in-person part of the interview once he passed like the online test. Because um, oh, he sucks. had like, yeah, he had like family stuff and school things. It, yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's a shame, but then again, you know priorities, I guess. Yeah. Um. The uh. The talking about the lawyer thing reminds me that recently I watched uh, my cousin Vinny again. Um, which still Great holds up, classic, by the way. Classic yeah. movie. Yeah, and it actually still holds up, by the way, not not as a movie. It obviously holds up as a movie. It's a great movie, but it actually still holds up as a legal movie. Um, like the way that they present uh, the like the process right of presenting yourself and your evidence and like going through a case is actually still still good like it still holds up it's still a it's still like a, a case a, a case study for someone who wants to actually learn how to do this in like a more casual setting obviously there's more technicalities and stuff involved than you know yeah, just you're... watching joe pesci do his thing in a courtroom you're never actually supposed to approach a witness like you're supposed to ask questions from like your standing position where you're sitting yeah um and uh when when we were watching the film it reminded me of like the the stuff that we used to do um like on christmas so for whatever reason uh my family uh, just by coincidence or maybe on purpose has watched my cousin Vinny and young frankenstein almost every year for christmas up until i started going to college and neither of those movies are even remotely about Christmas. Yeah, um, is there a reason, or...? I, I think my parents just really like My Cousin Vinny, and I, like, uh, and I watched Young Frankenstein on Christmas, even without them, because I happen to just really like Young Frankenstein. Like, do, uh, have you seen Young Frankenstein before? I have never actually gone through the whole movie of Young Frankenstein. Is is that because you never had enough time to, or it just you it you just, you just didn't lost interest? With me, yeah, that's know? fair. At, at what points did you usually stop? Um, I remember a musical number. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, pretty early. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um. My uh, my relationship with the Young Frankenstein movie is, I guess, a bit more personal than most people's because I I watched that movie um, as one of the few movies that I've watched like with my parents at the same time, just in our house, like casually watching something. Mm. Um, I don't know if you remember this program, this like uh, 
channel on TV back in the day called like Movies on Demand? I I think it still exists. You just need like cable. Cable, <laughs> which barely ex- it's it borderline still exists. Yeah. So if you had cable um in the early two thousands, and um you had access to like channel I think it was one thousand or ten thousand. Um, it's you've always got, up there in number. Yeah, uh, you'd get to uh, get. You have to go past like MTV Seventeen and like the yeah. Aqua Channel. But you don't want to go too far because it, after the movies on demand, you start hitting the adult content, and when you yeah. see you like flicking through that, they just get wide eyed and like look at you very yeah, it's, disgruntledly. It's either all adult TV shows or like just for whatever reason like dog whisperer on rerun on a single network and that's all they do or like travel Mm. channel stuff where either it's actually about travel or you're just watching people eat weird shit for like maybe four hours at a time in blocks uh but when we um but with the uh with the uh, movies on demand thing we used to go and watch movies on demand all the time as a family so like every friday we'd sit down and just out of convenience because i live in the middle of actual nowhere and you do too (laughs) but i but uh but because i live in the middle of nowhere um it was easier for us to find movies you know through movies on demand than actually going to like a blockbuster or a uh uh uh, oh god what even was the other movie rental place Uh, i know there was one on the west coast that was called like it it's something video yeah well regardless a blockbuster would have been the one that we had to go to and we were too far away from any of them to actually rent any movies so we'd rent them all um via cable and stuff on movies on demand and a string of the movies that we saw together on movies on demand were the movies all made by uh uh what's his name uh that made uh that made young frankenstein and those movies uh mel brooks yeah I, actually, that's kind of funny. I, whenever I think of Mel Brooks's name, I always think of Mel Gibson first. Not because okay. they're like similar people, but that's just because he's the most famous Mel. Yeah. I'm going to slide off because I only ever remember Mel Brooks for one movie and one movie in particular, and that's Spaceballs. What? Spaceballs. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I... <laughs> the something just didn't connect in my brain when you said that uh but yeah uh, i mean spaceballs is a great movie it's good stuff um that's one of the movies that we saw like uh as a, as like a group over the course of time um the other one that uh, he made that i really like is blazing saddles that movie is absolutely hilarious i don't think i've ever watched blazing saddles can you give oh, me you... a synopsis rundown yeah so oh god actually (laughs) okay so so blazing saddle is like might be one of the most meta like uh western movies of all time um the only other one that comes to mind would be in the wild wild west by uh seth mcfarlane but that movie is basically supposed to be inspired by if not a parody of blazing saddles what about that one movie that um i want to say james franco is in there's a lot of he, those. He literally, but... uh, he literally uh, survived getting hanged, only for him to like, thirty minutes later in the movie get hanged again. So I'm and thinking it, of the meme. 
I'm thinking of the meme, the, you know, first time. First, uh, first time, <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. it's from. I, I don't actually remember which movie that is that he was in, but it is a Western movie, but it's not yeah. Blazing Saddles. Um, James Franco's actually too young to have been in that movie. Well, unless he was like a, a baby or something mm. in, uh, as an extra. Um, but the movie is about like uh, a sheriff mm-hmm. in the West during the Wild West time who's black. So you okay, can imagine. I can see where the. Yeah. Uh... You can imagine where some of the humor is derived. Um, but uh, like none of the, none of the racial humor that's in the movie is like actually harsh or anything. And a lot of it is just kind of goofy and over the top just to, you know, play it for laughs. And obviously in like a modern setting, uh, this would not have slid, uh, like slid. They wouldn't have been able to make this movie now, but, uh, for its time, it wasn't even that bad. Uh, you also have to remember that Mel Brooks is like a Jewish immigrant, Mm-hmm. So like he understands, he's he he's down with it. He knows, and there's tons of Jewish jokes in the uh, in the movie, by the way. But they're uh, always follow... all in Mel Brooks movies. Yeah, they have to be. <laughs> uh, ev- like there's just random characters using using Yiddish in like the middle of Transylvania, <laughs> like for some reason. Um, but the movie follows this black sheriff, uh, and they go into a town where they're like you know now the sheriff of the town. And every now and then, whenever he introduces himself, the people there are always surprised that he's black and a sheriff at the same time, as if that's, like, an impossibility. Mm. Uh, I uh, I had a similar reaction to that, actually, from people that I told growing up in my, um, uh, high st- in, like, where I grew up uh, in the middle of nowhere, that I was Jewish and Chinese. And they're like, you can't be Jewish and Chinese. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Like, well, for starters, one of them is a religion outside of, like, you know, an ethnicity. But sure, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just an anomaly, I guess. With the, with the, uh, with the movie going off with um, uh, the sheriff, there's just, like, uh, you know, the stereotypical uh, movie. There's, uh, the, the sheriff needs to take care of some, like, bandits or whatever who are, you know, uh, kidnapping hostages and things. And uh, they, the sheriff needs to, you know, like, get a deputy. And the deputy he decides to choose uh, happens to be, like, a, just a horribly drunk <laughs> um, and uh, just belligerent man. Uh, obviously also played by Gene Wilder because he's in, like, all of Mel Brooks's movies. Um, yeah. His character oh, has my favorite line. Lo- has one of my favorite lines in, in almost any movie I've ever heard, which is when the sheriff asks him, you know, what he likes to do to pass time. And he's like, you know, drink, play chess, screw. And the and the sheriff stop and the conversation stops and the sheriff just comes back after like a, a pause saying, yeah, let's play chess. <laughs> um, like the, I obviously don't deliver it perfectly here because you need all the visuals to make it make sense. But it's such a good line when it gets d- delivered. And even as a kid, I thought it was funny, and I didn't even know why it was funny because obviously, I, you know, I didn't know what screwing was when I was a child when I saw the movie. But I still thought it was hilarious. Um, mm. I uh, <laughs> the 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 the, uh, the um, there's a. <laughs> There's, there's a part of the movie where, um, oh god, it, it really ages poorly because, like, the bandits or whatever get reinforcements in the form of, like, the most evil people that existed from their time, which is just... Okay, so the, this, the, the list of people includes 
an army of thugs, pretty mm-hmm. you know, pretty evil, right? Uh, regular common criminals, uh, okay. motorcycle gangsters. I take offense to that. Uh, Ku Klux Klansmen. Okay, that's correct. N- Nazis. Yeah. And Methodists. <laughs> 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 that that is th- those apparently are the scum of the earth that uh that that come as uh as, as evil as evil backup yeah it's it's pretty good the the part of the movie that really transcends like regular like spoofs and westerns and stuff though is the is the fact that once you get to the final showdown where everyone's fighting each other they straight up run out of the studio where they're recording and okay. the camera's still rolling so everyone's in costume going into like los angeles mm-hmm. they they're, they're running they're running from studio to studio and eventually they start getting like mixed up with other like movies that are being recorded at the same time mm-hmm. so you got like pirates and like um like ballerinas and uh like people dressed up in like suits and stuff that are all just there also beating each other up at the same time mm-hmm. um I don't even remember how the actual movie ends outside of I think like the uh the the two the two main leads, you know, the Black Sheriff and Gene Wilder, they get off of their horses and they should have just get into limousines that they find on the side of the road and drive into the sunset with classic western music playing. Yeah, that sounds like a Mel Brooks movie. Yes, it it really does. Um, when did you see, uh, or when and where did you see you Spaceballs to get introduced to Mel Brooks stuff? Oh, I want to say I was about 12 when it was, uh, when I first saw it, like, uh, on one of, like, my parents had Dish Network because we were out in the middle of nowhere and you can't get cable here. Um, yeah, <laughs> Dish is the best you got, yeah. So, it was just on one of the channels and, like, um... My dad was like, oh, that's a good one. And I'm like, why? And he's like, oh, it's it came out around that time when all those Star Wars movies came out. And it pokes fun of them and whatnot. And he watched it with me, I think. And, I mean, it's a great movie. Watched it several times. I recommend it. Oh, of course. Favorite scene in Spaceball for me, Spaceballs for me is when they're combing the desert with literal combs. <laughs> Yeah. And like the and the and the black stormtroopers are combing the desert with an afro pick. We ain't got oh, God. shit. Yeah, it's like you find anything out here. We ain't found shit. Yeah. It's like okay. I think my favorite part of that movie is um, uh, when Doc Helmet is like playing with his dolls, and then <laughs> the uh, uh, the uh, person, his like second in command, is like, "We found them." Okay. And I and did you see anything? No, I did not see you playing with your dolls, sir. <laughs> oh, the you talking about um uh this movie and me thinking of the comb thing reminds me of um uh my favorite example of just like very very blunt prop humor, and that's an airplane. Oh, have, that's have you great. seen airplane? Right, my 
Oh my god. Okay, so there's a scene in an airplane that makes me laugh so hard every single time I see it. And it literally never gets old for me. It's when it, the end of the movie is coming in and they're saying and the plane's like falling apart and everything and one of the guys in like the control tower just says, "Wow, the shit's really hit the fan." <laughs> and it's just it just immediately hard cuts to a fan and somebody just throws a wad of horse dung at it and then knocks it over. Oh my god. Yeah. Like uh, the the joke obviously is not a good joke. It's such a bad joke. But, but the, setup the movie, is great. the movie at this point has just oh god, it it has worn you down. <laughs> like if you weren't gonna laugh at that joke at the beginning of the movie, by God, by the time you see that joke, you are sensitive to such lowbrow humor that somebody could fart on screen and you would lose your shit. Like, it, you're you're brought to such a low level of comedy at that point that that joke is amazing when you finally get it. Yeah, I mean, oh, God. there's a lot about Airplane that's like that. I'm, I'm pretty sure one of the uh, main actors didn't get much of the jokes, which was why they were allowed to, like, do such serious responses like oh because they didn't find it funny they didn't <laughs> so they understand them so <laughs> yeah and then playing it uh and then playing it straight would only make it funnier mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah. i mean there's the other great bit where um uh the 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 like you know PTSD, you know, pilot um, is uh, is trying to fly again for the first time in years, and he's so nervous that he's sweating buckets, but like they're actual buckets of water. Like he starts, he starts like drowning in his own sweat. It's amazing. Mm. Uh, that reminds me of the Key and Peele sketch uh, that they did with like the porn thing. Well, Key and Peele uh, takes a lot of inspiration from a lot of things. From like everything. They're, they're, yeah, yeah. They're really good comedians. I mean, but have you seen the porn sketch with them, though? Oh, I've seen a lot of sketches. It's hard to distinguish them in my head. So this one was, um, uh, this one is, um, uh, I think it's, is it, it's Jordan for this one, right? Yeah, it's Jordan. Yeah. So Jordan's, um, uh, Jordan is playing, like, the role of a husband, right, mm -hmm. who just came back from a thing, and, uh, he speaks to his wife, and she, she she talks to him about like an internet thing. It's like, hey, so you're like good with computers, right? And he's like, yeah. So every time I leave the house and come back, um, even if it's only for like 15 minutes, uh, all the history has been cleared out of my computer. <laughs> and every every person who watches this scene, guy or girl, does not matter. They... They, they immediately know what this is about. Yeah. Everybody knows what that's about. <laughs> and, and and the guy, and, you know, Jordan just plays, tries to play it cool. He's like, oh, wow, really? I think, uh, you know, sometimes when the computers do, like, do updates and stuff, uh, you know, it clears it out. And then she's like, no, but that's, like, the weirdest thing. Every time it does an update, I get, like, a, you know, a warning on my phone, and I haven't been getting those when the history's been cleared out. And, and he just starts, you know, shrugging and like, I, just, I, I guess I just don't know. Maybe it's just a weird computer. And he's like, no, I just bought it recently. It should be fine. And then um, they just break the act and says, okay, uh, talk to me straight. You, this is just porn, wasn't it? And he's like, you know, what, uh, the, and he doesn't like really say anything about it. And she's like, it's fine if it's porn, you know, everybody does it. As long as it's not any of that weird shit. And then he just starts sweating. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, as long as it's not like, like that really weird, like torture shit. And he's just sweating even harder. And she goes down the list of like the worst stuff. And then she just starts listing things like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like dudes. 
starts sweating. It's like it's like uh, it's like midgets start sweating. It's like chicks with dicks start sweating super hard. He's like, well, I mean, it's like I I don't think I even know you anymore. So like um after he's and he's leaking by the way like this just the strip spigot coming out of his hair towards the end of it when he's sweating, but he uh he cuts off. It's like it doesn't matter what I'm into as long as you and I know that every time we have sex, I'm thinking of you. And he's like, right? <laughs> and she starts sweating profusely. <laughs> oh god, it's uh, it's it's a great bit. It's a great bit. Uh, such history. Uh, I always get bugged by that because only an idiot would uh, clear the whole search history. You can clear yeah, you can up to a out. specific time frame. Yeah, and I know my parents aren't going to be listening to this. Not because they're not going to find this, but because I'm going to explicitly tell them to not. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, you know, I, I, I learned very quickly how to cover my tracks without it being a problem. Um, but yeah, you can just snap them out. You don't have to go through the process of making it suspicious by suddenly everything disappearing. Yeah, because when um, you do that, it, it, it sometimes also like removes passwords and shit that you save. Yeah, exactly. Which makes things just yeah. harder. Who wants to remember all their passwords? Do you want to know why I stopped doing that, Ryan? Because of your passwords? Uh, I... No. I stopped doing that because of my games. Oh, so fuck. if you're someone who's familiar with playing Flash games, Flash games that have save information, save it, the information on your computer in the form of like cookies and stuff. Yeah. So if you clear out your entire cache and all of your cookies, you lose all the save information you had on a Flash game you might have been playing on a browser. Mm. I distinctly remember that I was playing Fancy Pants 2. If <laughs> if you know that game, you probably do. You existed at the same time as me, Brian. Yeah. We're about the same age. I was playing Fancy Pants 2, and I remembered like getting to a really hard area. Is you know it's a platformer, but getting to a really hard area, and I left um, the site to you know do my business. <laughs> and when I went back afterwards, because I just kind of at that point reflexively clear everything out, I went back to the site and. I started playing the game, and it was the beginning again. I'm like, wait, what happened? <laughs> Where, where'd all my progress go? And I looked up online, does, like, Fancy Pants 2 save your information and stuff, or do you have to do it all in one go? And it turns out, no, you don't. It just saves your information. And I looked it up further and went into the details, and I found out, oh, crap, I've deleted all my save information, not just for this game, but every other game I was playing recently on this computer. <laughs> and then I just stopped doing that because I didn't want to lose my save data. <laughs> When old internet games great, you can't no, find internet them games as are much amazing. anymore. Everything's no, on Steam. Not e you can't even. Yeah, you also can't even play them anymore. Flash is gone. Oh, I, but there's oh. Uh, websites that uh, have yeah have, have their like, own like equivalent Flash emulators on them themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like Newgrounds has a Flash uh, player that you can use yeah. to play all the games that they still have. Newgrounds, um, is no, but great. Uh, Newgrounds is great. It's still great. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, but the, the the thing that The Flash reminded me of was there's a card game that existed on the internet, which you can't play anymore, unfortunately, because it, it was never ported to other websites. It had like a designated uh, or dedicated uh, website just for this game um, called Elements. Hmm. Uh, so so Elements was a card game that you can play online, um, kind of similar to Magic, where there's like a mana system and there's creatures with a power and toughness and there's people with like ways to win by either decking themselves out or you know losing their health to zero but the game elements was like my favorite card game online 
um, next to Eridan, which is a different <laughs> card game we played online. I really like card games for anyone who's listening and does not know me. Um, but uh, and he's almost good at specifically them if it wasn't for the luck yeah, aspect. Oh, I I enjoyed elements because you could stack your deck. You can stack your deck in any card game. There's just a limit to how no, much no, no. you can stack it. No, 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 no. Like you can order the the you can change the order that the cards come in. As opposed to, like, when I say stack your deck, I mean literally choose the order in which you draw cards. That's much better than having to rely on luck. It seems like the, heavily the in- abusable. It is. It's extremely abusable. Um, the, uh, the, the, the pace of the game was closer to Yu-Gi-Oh!, even though the way it was played was closer to Magic. Um, but uh, because Elements was a browser-based game that ran on Flash, like everything did, um, the website didn't create their own flash emulator um because it was one of those obscure games that had like a really limited but dedicated fan base Mm. right but they never had like enough support to really do anything with it they didn't get like any money off of it they couldn't expand the game to do anything it it was just one of those like internet gems that exists like on a web page somewhere and i went back to it recently and because i found out they didn't have like a flash emulator for it i can never play that game again and that makes me so incredibly sad if anybody listening to this at any point uh, finds a way to actually like play elements, please contact me in some way and tell me. Um, like that would be incredible uh, for that to work out. Um, you could I don't know how you're gonna send me a message. I'm not gonna just throw out. I'm probably just gonna throw this here. on YouTube in addition to other places so they could leave a comment. Yeah, there you go. That'll make it work. Uh, but, like, leave a comment anywhere, whether it's on um, on YouTube or whatever other platform this ends up being on, because uh, I really want to play that game again. It's so cool. Or at least was. Hmm. And I'll never be able to do it again. I don't actually... Wait, do you, uh, Brian, do you know if Neopets still works? I, I think it... I know Webkins does. And that's another, like, Flash-based one, too, I right? I think so. But... No one plays Webkins anymore, and I think they have, like, chosen to shut down soon or something. I can't remember. It's been a while since I last looked into them. Oh, my God. All right. So, so Brian, I just went onto the Neopets website. It still works. It does still, it does still work, but in addition to it still working, do you want to know what the most recent update was to the website? Was it, like, 2014? December 1st, 2021. Why? Do they have events This site is still being up... I think they do. They're still being updated to this day. That How is so cool. How much do they make in subscription fees? I have no idea. I have no idea. Like, I'm looking at the watermark on the bottom of the, of, of the webpage here for Neopets, and it is the official one. It's Neopets.com. Um, but it's uh, it says Neopets Incorporated from 1999 to 2021, so they still have like all their rights to their stuff, and they they never sold anything. It's it's still there. It's hmm. oh god. That also makes me feel incredibly old knowing that Neopets is a 20 year old property. Twenty. But okay, motherfucker. 1999. Oh, it is 22. My bad. I did math bad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a 22-year-old property. Holy shit. It's... Yeah, Neopets is almost as old as you are, Brian. Yeah, well, depending on when they started in 
1999. It might be 99. Older. It might actually be the same. Yeah, it might actually be the same age or older than you. I'm only slightly older than this no, game. No, you think you're only um, slightly older than this game. I, okay. <laughs> okay, I have to explain. So, uh, I am adopted, and I was adopted from China directly by my parents. Um, when they adopted me, uh, I was uh, uh, allegedly uh, four years old. Um, I do not actually have a birth certificate at all. Uh, I was born in the middle of the countryside in Beijing. Um, and uh, my age was basically guesstimated based off of my own personal account because they asked me how old i was and they found me i was abandoned in a grocery store up slash like department store and um i told them that i was four years old but even that's a little suspect because in the countryside as my parents were farmers there's a tradition that children who are born are considered a year old at birth because they count the months of pregnancy as life so at the very least, I'm probably a year younger than I actually am. If I wasn't already just, like, getting the date wrong when they asked me how old I was. Because I'm not really sure how much I would trust a three or, like, a four-year-old. How high could you count uh, them? Uh, Were you just telling them how I high wasn't, you could count? I wasn't formally educated. I didn't even, I didn't know math or how to write or read when I was, uh, when I before I went to the orphanage. They taught me how to do that when I was there. Hmm. So I, yeah, it, it's it's very iffy as to whether or not that is true. So there's a chance that I'm maybe a year older than Neopets because there's no way I was two years old when they found me. But uh, the, the, the the there's a chance that I'm like a year older than Neopets or like three years older than Neopets because uh, it could always be the opposite direction. I could have been five <laughs> instead I was four or like six or something. Um, although I don't really feel like I'm twenty seven. Well, that's probably because you can't drink. Yeah, but that's also not because of... Uh, we, we don't need to talk about all of this yet. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about this later, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Um, ah. wait, so you talked about Webkins just a moment ago. Did you oh, actually I have Webkins when you were growing up? I had like three of the animals. And I would spend all day getting those gems to take to the... um, uh, Like dog guy who ran the uh, treasure shop and like I never had it in me to collect all the gems to get a crown but I I just sold the gems mm. when I got them I never um I never got into Webkins or like Club Penguin but that's only because I was too poor <laughs> I loved Club Penguin like I I, I, I straight up just couldn't pay I for the, subscri uh, like the subscription uh, subscriptions and stuff for four years to Club Penguin and that was because I was given a six-month uh, um, subscription every, uh, like, six months from my si older sister who yeah. was in college at the time. And because I was I the mean, youngest, hey, that's so a I reliable was, gift. the favorite. <laughs> yeah. And it's a reliable gift to get. You know, if you can't think of something for your birthday or Christmas, you know, renew <laughs> renew their Ripkins uh, or yeah. their Ripkins uh, subscription. Club yeah. Penguin is great, though. Um, I'm... I'm looking at the Neopets website, by the way, and I think they're keeping themselves afloat now through merchandise. Ah, that makes sense. Wasn't that yeah, the basis so of got, starting have... it the whole uh, in the first place? They sell these little animals, and you have them in the game as well as a stuffed animal in real life. 
Yeah, the, I think the oh god, there there was a really cool um like uh you know the iceberg videos on YouTube, right? I need more like description the ex- like, because are you talking about okay, actual so, like documentary iceberg videos? Because I do watch some things like that. Oh, you no, not <laughs> no, not videos about literal icebergs. Oh, is it like uh, the uh, <laughs> icebergs of the things you know about something like surface level, deeper, deeper, deeper? Okay, yes. those icebergs. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm way so too far the... down some of them. Yeah. So there's um. There's a video on like the Neopets iceberg, right? And in that video, because I don't remember it all completely, but in that video, I think they described something about Neopets having difficulties with the legality of their designs. So I don't think they ever like explicitly stole any of their designs from anything. And it's all like their own unique intellectual property. It's just hard to but because of like, things like that. Yeah, exactly. Because due to the nature of like just the property itself, it made it kind of difficult for uh, uh, for the website and like the community to get merchandise. Because mm. merchandising rights for such a like like realistically such an ob- like a arbitrary and obscure you know thing at the time was difficult. Now Neopets has like cultural clout <laughs> to support it, so it'd be a little bit easier. Mm. And they'd be able to, you know, more easily find places that would do it. That and we have like the whole, um, like the the whole community that exists now through like you know Etsy and all these other websites that just kind of help like people craft things. You know, I, I don't know about how obscure it was because I want to say two thousand four, two thousand five, maybe two thousand six. They had like Webkin, uh, uh, not Webkin, sorry, um, Neopet like toys at McDonald's. Like as the gift. that is fair. Uh, if like, they make it, yeah. A Mc- yeah. If you get if you get recognition from McDonald's, you've it, made it. Um, usually, all their stuff now is. But then Disney. again, yeah. Well, but then again, back in those days, McDonald's used to make toys for literally everything, like, and I mean everything. Yeah, I wouldn't say um, that, but it was there were, there, Okay, there were Mc- there were like McDonald's like disc shooters made for like the uh for like Bionicles. Not not like oh, Bionicles yeah, in the height of their of heyday, but like when they were like yeah, like them. in their recession when nobody played with them anymore, they still made like Bionicle toys. I found out the other day that McDonald's might actually be the largest toy distributor oh, yeah, on earth because of Happy Meals. All the Happy Meals, yeah, and like forty percent of all their sales are Happy Meals that include toys. So Happy Meals are great, considering how many branches they have. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they're it's good. It's not you, just you know, me, yeah? like, growing up. Like, Happy Meals have gotten, like, smaller, right? Like, food-wise? I, I don't know why they... I have not ordered a Happy Meal in, like, 16 years. So, <laughs> I do not know what they actually look mm-hmm. like anymore. But I'm assuming they might have gotten smaller. Maybe because of like money stuff, but also maybe because of like health yeah, things. Child I don't know. Sense. Yeah, exactly. You know, Michelle Obama's stint on like not having people die from being fat before they hit like twenty, which is a noble cause, even if you you know do not enjoy the fact that you no longer have chocolate milk in schools because uh, it's not good for you. I was pretty sure you could yeah. still What's, get uh, chocolate milk. It just had to be, like, low-fat or something. Well, I talked to um, one of my friends, um, uh, Alex, um, 
at uh, at college. Like she was a mm. freshman um, that came into college, and uh, they were in high school recently, right? So public school system, and during that stint, and also right now, they don't have chocolate milk. That's so sad. When so, I graduated high school, yeah, I could still I know. get chocolate milk. When I graduated high school, you could still buy full-sized like ice cream bars and like um and re- and like uh, rice krispie treats yeah, <laughs> with everything. Same. Which is just butter and sugar. Yeah. Mm. Did your school also like sell zebra cakes? Yeah, yes, we did. The, they had they had, zebra cakes are great. They're they're one of like um they're one of like the best like hostess type things. I don't actually think Hostess makes them, or Drake makes them, or whatever company no, makes those like uh, pastry things. Yeah, Little Debbie. Okay. Same with Cosmic yeah. Brownies, which they're small. I never but got into Cosmic Brownies. Good. It's probably all the badness. I never got in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I never got into uh, Cosmic Brownies because I never had a chance to really eat them. Like, uh, so my parents. Um, my mom mostly she's you know the one responsible for feeding me or at least was when i was growing up um i pity her but my mom never gave me <laughs> yeah i know uh, but my mom never um uh packed any like sweets or any chips or stuff for uh, my lunches all of my lunches were always like whole wheat sandwiches with like turkey and slices of tomato um and i'd get like maybe a juice pouch and like uh like a mixed bag of nuts I, I was eating like a hipster before hipsters existed. Uh, but because my lunches were so bare and t- tasteless, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I made a habit out of trading my lunches with uh, my friends. As you do. So I would give them my healthy food, and I'd take their not healthy food. <laughs> um, and because my friends were so used to eating the not healthy food, they actually thought my food was good because <laughs> it was different. Mm-hmm. So we ended up tr- trading our diets whenever we were at school because when we went back home, it would just be normal again. But in all of my years um, in school, like trading lunches and stuff with people, I ha- was never able to snag a Cosmic Brownie. That was like the one item nobody ever, uh, ever wanted to trade away well, for anything. I'm like, I'll give you my entire lunch for one Cosmic Brownie. Like, no, it's not worth it. My school sold them like um, in like when they didn't have zebra cakes, they sold Cosmic Brownies and they switched them mm, we couldn't yeah we couldn't buy them at ours uh, the choices we had were uh zebra cakes and if they didn't have those they had the um uh the the oatmeal pies you know the oatmeal yeah, like cream I hate pie cookies those. yeah they're not that good i love oatmeal <laughs> uh, cookies those I've, just I've, taste like shit it, it's it's just too sweet but i um i never ate those either uh, because as a kid i just did not like oatmeal, oatmeal. Um, I think, I, I think I didn't like oatmeal as a kid though, because I got like, I, I got mob mentality into it, peer pressured as you would, uh, where like, I might have liked oatmeal if every single person my age that I interacted with didn't say that they hated it. <laughs> so I might've subconsciously just prevented myself from enjoying oatmeal as a kid. As an adult, oatmeal's fine. I love oatmeal. Yeah. I mean, um, growing up, it was either my family had a box of cereal or they had a box of different oatmeal flavors and i was always the one who what was your favorite like, one? made sure i ate the um like my mom would get the variety pack of oatmeal so i would always be yeah. the first one to eat the um the uh both the uh, cinnamon apple 
and the um, maple okay, yeah, brown yeah. sugar ones. Oh and yeah, I was yeah. Like, Suck it, everybody knows the, the maple brown sugar is the best one. <laughs> yeah, no, the the maple brown sugar oh, yeah. is still really it, good. It's in no way healthy for you, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely worse for you than the other ones. I'm not even sure they have sugar, real fruit in so the other ones, better. but I am 100% sure that that is still better than the maple brown sugar. Yes, yes. Uh, they they recently, um, for the variety pack stuff, because I actually survived off of oatmeal for my last mm. semester of college, um, but uh, in the recent variety packs, they switched out the peaches and cream for cinnamon sugar, um, which... Sounds it, like it'd be okay. good. Apple cinnamon is. It's better. okay. It's kind of. Yeah, the the apple the the tier <laughs> the tier list for the variety oh, pack oatmeal would a be tier like list because I know for a fact <laughs> the, that the, like the one that just comes with raisins in it has to be like B tier, just because it's not bad. It's just not sweet. Yeah, it's weird. It's just yeah. chewy, and that's not bad. As oatmeal goes, like, yeah, well, we... if you were to eat oatmeal, like, you don't want one that would make you sick later, and the one with ra that has, like, raisins in it is good for that. Probably good for you, yeah. I mean, I, we could probably agree that at base, like, the plain oatmeal is probably mm, the worst. No, they have some pretty bad oatmeal flavors. I've just... Well, no, no out of the, out of the, out oh, of the yeah. variety pack, I'm saying. Like, with the apple, uh, with the cinnamon, yeah. and with the brown sugar. Like, the plain is just the worst yeah. of the four, right? Yeah. And then probably cinnamon, then apple, banana. and then obviously banana the banana Banana is just gross. Or the banana one's pretty nasty, yeah. I mean, because the consistency of cooked oatmeal is already really similar to, like, a mashed banana Yeah, but banana here's anyway. the thing. Have you ever cut a banana and added it to your oatmeal afterwards? Yeah, yeah. that's much better. Why did they fuck with, like, like how did they fuck it up? Like, something that already works so it's well. Not that, yeah, I don't know. It's not like it's a bad it's flavor combo. it's not that thing where, oh, this doesn't taste like banana. No, it tastes like bananas we have nowadays. It's just bad banana. Oh, so so the artificial banana flavor for oatmeal isn't it's, like it's not OG artificial, artificial banana. I don't think it's just they did something really bad to preserve it. <laughs> they they extracted banana essence and uh, they put it in there. Okay, like you know about the whole like artificial oh, yeah. banana thing, right? For some reason, yeah, I the... love, like the only banana flavored candy I can actually eat is the Laffy Taffies. Oh, great. banana Laffy Taffy is great. Second best. Also, for whatever reason, when, like, while I'm eating banana Laffy Taffy, I feel like I'm being <laughs> drugged. Like, like there's some, there's something like my mind gets hazy when I when I eat banana Laffy Taffy for whatever reason. Are you okay? Because um, there's like a slight. No, I I'm, I'm probably fine. There's there's a there's a slight like um warmth to like the back of my throat when I eat it, and I and I feel like. It, <laughs> I feel lightheaded, but I don't think it's because I'm allergic to banana Laffy Taffy. I think that's just like the flavor it has. Like the flavor is very ethereal. It's not a solid flavor, you know, like the um, when you eat the like watermelon Laffy Taffy, uh, it feels like you're being slapped. But with the banana Laffy Taffy, it's it's not as it's not quite as like solid no, I, as the I other ones. I think that's just that, you, that's the only Jack. way I can really describe it. 
Okay, well, that's not good. Uh, I found out I, – I, I rediscover every year that I'm allergic to blueberries because I, I eat blueberries so infrequently that every time I eat them again, I forget that I'm allergic to them. So I eat them, and then I'm like, oh, wow, the inside of my mouth is bleeding. That's weird. Like, did I burn the roof of my mouth on something? And I think, no, I didn't burn the roof of my mouth. All I did was eat, like, a, some – just, you know, a handful of blueberries for lunch. And then I realize, oh yeah, that's probably because I'm allergic to them. And then I forget again next year, and I and I eat we, blueberries again. Do we need again. to tattoo like a list of things you cannot ingest onto your arm? It's only blueberries that I forget because it's a fruit, and I and I'm not deathly allergic to them or anything, so I never assume it's a mm. bad thing. Um, like lactose intolerance is easy to remember. Uh, because it reminds you pretty quickly. Um, but uh, and and like like the ability to not process alcohol is pretty easy to remember as well. Um, but blueberries is just like a very mundane kind of thing to forget about. It's not even like a common allergy either. Like it's not like I had allerg- an allergy to peanuts. You know, like that one was so common I associate myself with them. But I, it, it's so just if blueberries. I, I guess. in your holidays, give you um, eggnog mixed with blueberry schnapps. Yeah, so dairy, blueberry, and alcohol. I mean, I would die before the blueberry and alcohol and the dairy even hit me. But after I die from alcohol poisoning, I would shit myself and bleed. So that's not good. Uh, oh, I might also be allergic to scallops. That's <laughs> but that's we don't know. Scallops are great. No, I still eat them, just like how I also still eat ice cream. <laughs> no, the I, the reason I even say that is because I might have gotten over the allergy. Because I remember getting really sick after eating like a seafood mixture, well, which had like scallops, that's the lobster, thing shrimp. About seafood. You know, Sometimes it isn't cooked right, and you can't tell that yeah, some, until yeah, it afterwards. Wasn't, it wasn't an allergy; it was just food poisoning. Yeah, it wasn't an allergy at all. It was just food poisoning. That's the you know? problem with seafood compared to like regular meat and such. You land can't food. tell it's cooked uh, like <laughs> yeah, it's prepared food. badly until afterwards because. You can cut into a steak and see that it's not cooked properly. Wait, why don't we call bird meat sky food? Um, because that's stupid? Because we have seafood and land food. Well, okay, I guess. Everything saying, has to fucking land. Seafood. So it's land food. <laughs> it's poultry. Yeah, it lands eventually. Well, you don't... Where does the word okay, poultry okay. come from? No, but... Well, that's specifically birds, but if you eat bats, that also counts as sky food. Although nowadays you're not really allowed to eat bats for uh, <laughs> reasons. Uh, but no, there's there's other things that fly that people eat. People eat insects too, and they yeah, fly. But do you really... um, I mean, I don't. Even when you eat seafood, you still bring it onto land. How many times have you eaten a crab in the ocean while you're submerged? Not submerged. You're probably yachts, gonna be on land pieces. eating it. You're probably going to be eating seafood on land. And if you say that birds are not sky food because you eat them on land, that does that makes just as little sense as the other one. I don't know. I think if we have a, a term for seafood, we probably should have a term for the other food I mean, too. I mean, land food, seafood, and sky food makes sense. Because they're born in the water. Where's a bird born? Yeah, I, a tree food? I'm, I'm uh, fine with calling squirrels tree food. Squirrels are definitely tree kill. food, but <laughs> ro- squirrels could be roadkill though. That's just the means that's just of the, which you hunt it. That's just a uh, 
Oh, what's the what's the word for like meat that you pound with a hammer? What? Uh, well, I know it's tenderized, but there's like a specific name for that like pr- preparation method. But regardless of what that's called, that's what roadkill is. It's squirrels that are prepared in that way for you. They're pre-mashed and tenderized. Mm. I'm actually curious. What is the definition of it's, poultry? It's uh, domesticated. I think it's specific. Yes, it's specifically domesticated fowl, such as chickens, turkeys, ducks, and geese. Okay, so <clears throat> when when for for non-domesticated birds, I guess we don't call those like standard food either. We yeah. call them like game. Game right? is anything you hunt, though. So, like, if I've released chickens into no, your but, backyard and you no, shot them all, also, they count yeah, as game. Like. It's how it's raised, like, you physically go out to hunt it from be- it being, like, raised out in the wild, because that's, that changes how the Like, it's not is. even free-range, yeah. And it isn't even free-range, because free-range stuff you generally yes. also feed. Like, game, you, you don't, don't even have feed control them. You interact with them only, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you interact with wild game once, mm. and that's to kill it. <laughs> Whereas with everything else, you interact with it. No, at least you interact times. with it twice. Once to get off your first shot, and the second time after you've followed it for fucking <laughs> two miles, and it's been bleeding out this whole time, but well, it doesn't yeah. want to fucking die. <laughs> That's fair. Deer have a yeah. bad habit of doing that. You really got to yeah. shoot them in the lungs or something. Like even if it doesn't kill them, at least it makes it harder for them to run away. Um, no, the uh, the the bird thing here is actually reminding me. Um, Oh, what what what's it? Oh, the uh, with um, with like the the one day interactions of the animals. My parents used uh, an expression that they inherited from like another old farmer up here, which is we raise our animals to have the best lives they can possibly have, but they do have to have <laughs> one really bad day. <laughs> like that's it, that's it. You have the best life imaginable as this animal, and then you just have like a really shit Tuesday. <laughs> And that's it. You don't have to worry about that. So they only suffer once in their entire life. Why not like a really bad five minutes? No, no, you gotta, you gotta slaughter them the slow way. Fucking Uh, saw traps. If anything, it's a full. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. This cow can escape if it manages to rip the key out of the other cow's eye. Uh, No, the um. The reason we even say it's a day, though, is because I'm not sure if you've ever. You're not. You don't uh, live by farms, do you, Brian? The most I've done is help raise a pig. Okay, that must have been fun. It was a bitch to get into a trailer to take to the butcher. That, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Um, But uh, the uh, so for farming, you know, up here, um, when you uh, take your animals to a slaughterhouse. And this is under the assumption you have enough mm-hmm. animals to justify that. Uh, it's, it's actually kind of expensive to take them yeah. if you only have, like, three animals. At that point, you just slaughter them yourselves. But if you have enough animals to take them to a slaughterhouse, you're there all day. Like, it takes a really long time for everything to get killed, stored away, and processed. Because when they, when they kill the animals at a slaughterhouse, they don't just, like, slit their throat and leave them there. They have to do everything as quickly as they can so that you know they don't waste their time doing it later so they would kill it um like uh, process it a little bit as in like skinning it or whatever they need to do um yeah exactly and they need to do all of that in quick succession which makes it longer and harder for them to do so if you're a lucky animal in my case a sheep if you're a lucky sheep you only have one like 
18 minute car ride and six minutes of bad day <laughs> but if you're one of the unlucky sheep it's it's just a really bad day in its entirety because all you're doing is smelling the blood of all of the sheep around you and the number of sheep in the compartment with you gradually gets smaller yeah, and smaller over time i i assume it's not bad because of anticipation because i don't think they're anticipating death it depends on the on the animal uh pigs and uh some other like uh like goats and really intelligent sheep are aware that they're gonna die um but unless the animal is particularly intelligent, they will, they have no idea. Like chickens, you could pick a chicken up, snap its neck in front of the other chickens, and come back in like ten minutes, and they'll <laughs> and they'll let you do it again. So it it really depends on the animal. And even then, there are occasional like smart chickens. Um, oh, ooh, actually, speaking of chickens, there's something cool about chickens. Um, do you know how eggs are made, Brian? Like the entire process, or like. Yeah, yeah, like the actual whole process to making eggs. Obviously, egg is comes out of chicken because <laughs> of reproduction, but like the actual process uh, of the egg coming I know out it takes a of lot the bird. Of fucking um, like minerals to make the egg around it, like the hard shell. Yeah, which is why, yeah, chickens eat like rocks. Oh, and my sand, neighbor used so. to feed her um, oyster shells. But yeah, yeah. They also do that, too, depending on, you know, what type of farmer you are. If you want them to get mm. it the easy way or the hard way. Uh, the um, the So the eggs coming out of a chicken, uh, they come out of the cloaca, which is just a term for, like, a mm -hmm. multifunctional orifice. Uh, so if, if, if you were ever unfortunate enough to, like, get, like, a rupture in your body and where you, like, piss out of your ass, congratulations, you have a cloaca now. Um, but... Uh, the, uh, the, the the bird or the chicken, you know, when it creates an egg, the cool thing about it is eggs, you would assume that a chicken be, being able to produce multiple eggs is just like filled no, to the brim with eggs. they make one egg and eggs, then they right? like, lay it and then they make another one. Yeah, yeah, but the the succession though is where it's impressive because we've had, I've had chickens on our farm, right, that have laid seven eggs in like about three hours. So you got to think to yourself, how the hell do they stuff seven eggs inside of them, even if it takes three hours to get out? The answer is, they actually don't. Uh, eggs, when they are inside of a chicken, are not solid. They're actually, like, gelatinous slash liquid. So an egg, when it comes out of a chicken, becomes solid and hard when it makes contact with air. So... The reason an egg is the shape is that it is is because uh, in in that it's more bulbous in the bottom than it is at the top, is because it comes out of the chicken, becomes hardened as it gets exposed to open air, and it gets squeezed out like a turd when it gets pinched off, and it makes it uh, less wide so at the top and becomes more narrow. Triangle eggs is what you're saying. You could, if if you somehow alter the shape of a chicken's cloaca to be triangular, <laughs> we could have pyramid eggs. Or D fours, <laughs> we could have a D four as a as an egg. Would not want to roll that dice though. Uh, but yeah, you, it'd be a very round D four. But yeah, it's possible. I mean, what is it? Wombat? Uh, is it wombats? No, it's not wombats. It's uh, wait, no, it is wombats. Yeah, wombats have cubes. They have cubular poops. <laughs> like their anus is literally that cube shaped. That must save room. For some reason, I guess. Even though. <laughs> 
circles are still more like uh, sp uh, like yeah, shapely, uh, uh, like shape efficient. Next to cubes. circles don't make efficient space. Well, circles next to circles don't make efficient space when you use a um, a container that has right angles. Um, it turns out the most geometrically efficient shape is still a sphere. Even if, though, because of how human society has built itself, we assume it's a cube. Um, I, uh, I know it's true because I learned about it from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, that also I had to, like, look it up separately. And, don't like, don't do believe everything but, yeah, you apparently hear spheres from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Are... <laughs> deGrasse Tyson, specifically. <laughs> no, but uh, it turns out um, spheres, uh, geometrically speaking, hold more per uh, like pull, hold more volume per surface area than any other geometric shape including cubes which is the standard shape that we store things in so if we made things the shape of spheres and we like had um devices that were designed to like contain spheres in a uh you know like a space efficient way we'd be able to store a lot more stuff mm. uh just using spheres even though it doesn't logically make sense to us because we're so used to you know cubes being the most efficient one mm. Something about it, you know, seems kind of fucky when you think about it, but eh, the math checks out, allegedly. I'm not a mathematician. I can only go by, you know, the hearsay I, I get from the All internet. All I know and, like, is when you people. build something, make a lot of triangles. <laughs> yeah, the most structurally, uh, uh, like, safe shape. Uh, triangles. Very strong. Do you remember ever doing, like, those science fair projects as a kid where you had to make stuff, like, you know, towers and we bridges out of, like, toothpicks? We had this class called, uh, Tech, where we had to do that. Um. Yeah. I, I found out that triangles were effective very fast mm. doing that in my school. Uh, mostly because I tried <laughs> making circles. And <laughs> making circles out of mini marshmallows and toothpicks is it, very difficult and also Why incredibly weak, <laughs> structurally speaking. Because I thought they were strong. Circles are strong. <laughs> and circles are strong. If it's a solid circle, what I did not realize <laughs> is that I was actually making a pentagon. And and uh, that is not no, strong. what you need is um, a couple so, of things in between the pentagon to make them triangles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You need triangles in the Pentagon to make it better. And for the people listening, yes, I understand that a Pentagon is not circular, but you have to remember I was seven. Um, and a Pentagon was circular enough. It had more sides than a square, therefore it's a circle. I only knew three shapes. Mm. Triangle, circle, square. And everything else is just you weird. Here first, there are only three shapes like a... in the Chinese countryside. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean... I guess? I don't even think there are triangles out make... there. Hmm. It might just be two. <laughs> it might just be squares and circles. Well, no, no, there's act. No, we have rectangles. Uh, no, rectangles, actually. No, squares count as rectangles. No, no, wait, other way around. Yes, there you go. So they have, rectang they have rectangles, circles, and... Uh, and squares, I guess. Um, I don't even think there'd be anything triangular out there. No, probably not. Is there anything triangular by, like, where you live, Brian? Like, what would even count as, like, a triangular thing in your life? Um, the blade of a windmill? The top of a roof? I... 
Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one. The, uh, the top of a roof is usually triangular. Um, the blade of a windmill seems more like a rectangle to it's, me than anything else. It's three-dimensional, uh, so it's weird. But... Because you notice yeah, curves it's in not, it. it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. Not, it's supposed to be a wing, right? It's like it's designed after like a plane wing. Yeah, it's not meant to be like any specific uh, pol- pol- polygonal I don't know shape. If that's the right word. Or, but um, yeah. Where it has like, I think it's polygonal. Uh, wait, hold on. Let me look this up. I I do not want to get. I I already got like sixth grade math wrong in this. I don't want to get like third grade math wrong in this. Uh, polygon. Oh, oh, no. Look, apparently, I don't know how to spell polygon. Well, fuck me, I guess. Uh, pol- polygon. <laughs> no, not the gaming website. Oh, come on. Uh, uh, polygon. Okay, a polygon is a flat two-dimensional uh, shape with straight sides that is fully closed. Yeah, I was right. A polygon. It's not polygonal it because there's edges. There's like uh, curves. Yes. I know it needs to also yeah. be a two-dimensional shape, but you know what I mean. I was talking mostly about the curves and not actually mm. the fact that it has depth. Depth, the hardest thing to calculate. Oh God! It's an extra measurement. I mean, it gets even harder to calculate when you do it outside of math. You know, like for, for like, media and art. Calculating depth is always very difficult to do. If it looks right, it's unless it's like just dad jokes. Eyeball it. Well, I guess. I mean, dad jokes and puns have very little depth. Mm. Very surface level humor. I don't. Oh, yeah, actually, I'm. I uh, looking at the polygon thing. Um, there's like a bunch of images that are related to the, you know, those, um, like shape uh, pages mm-hmm. that you were given as a kid to like introduce yourself to stuff. I succeeded I'm looking at, at this, that assignment so um, hard. <laughs> I'm looking at this, and there's some shapes here. That I'm not entirely sure, like, encompass all shapes for children. (laughs) Like, this is every shape. Yeah, this is every shape that exists. Uh, So we got, like, a triangle. We have a square. We have a... uh, Oh, God. I can't read the text. It's too small. Hold on. Let me get a bigger picture for the... Really? Really? (laughs) When I go to the source image, it's even smaller? How? Uh, Okay. so So we got a triangle, a square, a trapeze... Which, which is a trapezoid, but they called it a trapeze. Okay, uh, we have a parallelogram, a rhombus, an arrow, a trefoil. A, a trefoil, by the way, is just okay. like a Venn diagram, where they're like in, yeah, they're interconnected circles. A trefoil, a heart, a quatrefoil, which is the Venn diagram I but with four circles as opposed to three. Uh. A cross, an eclipse, oh no, not eclipse, my bad, an ellipse, yeah. which is just a you know oval, a circle, a rectangle, a pentagon, a hexagon, a heptagon, an octagon, a nonagon, and a decagon. They don't go beyond that. They don't <sighs> even give you a decagon. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, a scalene. They don't even say triangle. Oh, it's just it's called a scalene. Three angles. Yeah, well, the, yeah, but there's no, but they don't do like an isosceles though. There's only triangle and scalene, <laughs> and instead of a semicircle, they call uh, instead of a semicircle being a semicircle, it's just a half circle. But they call it a semicircle, and then we have a pick. 
just PIC, which is just a Pac-Man shape. Hmm. We have a crescent, which is a crescent, a star, and a hexagram, which is just a Jewish star. Isn't isn't the stars? Those are to be all the shapes. That's it. <laughs> yes, but they call it star, and then they call the Jewish star a hexagram. For, because that's not confusing. It's like, if you're going to commit to that, you might as well commit to both calling them stars because they're both star oh shapes. Boy. They're just different star shapes. Or if you're going to commit to one of them being a hexagram, call the yeah, other one a pentagram. Wait they get to a heptagram. It just looks weird. Mm. Just a spike ball. So that's all the shapes. That's it. Those are the only shapes that exist. The only ones that matter. No, but there's the, only uh, one right triangle the down there. Of the uh, bases and the uh, hypotenuse. Oh, uh, sure. That's an oddly specific thing okay. to have a favorite for, but so I. The one base is one. The other base is. Okay, I, I have this written down somewhere. I did the math. One of the sides is um, the square root of n of negative imaginary. Yeah. What? Okay, and I don't know what that means it, because oh, I did not get that far into math. You can have a, a triangle with a side of zero that works out um, mathematically for um, the, uh, what is it, the a squared plus b squared equals c squared. You just have to use imaginary numbers. Okay. Why? Oh, because is that it's like your just favorite one? fucking stupid. You can't have it in reality, which is nice. Oh, but yeah. mathematically, it does make sense. It it checks yeah. out, even though the things My you're using mother, are all hypothetical. Um, used to always come or to theoretical, me for, like, I guess. Math help. So, mm -hmm. wait, why did you want to become I a journalist if you're good at math? Oh, yeah. it's one of those things. You're cursed with yeah. great knowledge that you don't want. I think that's my whole life. Yeah, you don't have to be you don't have to be bad at math and not like yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. You don't have to be bad I at math just... and not like it. I happen to just be both. Um yeah, so I uh my mother would come to me for math help because she's a uh, adult ed teacher, but she's not good at math. Um so I would begrudgingly help her, but I needed I needed to develop something that would just absolutely ruin her ability to do math so that she'd never ask me for questions again. And and you did that in the form oh, of this triangle things. or yes, other this things? triangle is the latest thing I found. I love the internet. The internet is full of people Ugh. who like to fuck with other people. That sounds like a terrible it thing. Is. But it's fun. Yeah. That, okay, that's fair. All right, so let's see. Um, where did we Steve start Harvey. today? So, <laughs> we started with Steve Harvey. Uh, 
talking about his uh, mm-hmm. law-esque show, mm-hmm. potentially, then right? Then went to uh, Joe Pesci, right? Yep. Then. And Mel from Brooks, Joe Pesci. Space Mel Brooks. Spaceballs into movies. Yes. Movies into. How did we end uh, up? <laughs> um, movies into. Uh, oh god, my short-term memory shouldn't be this bad. Um, from you, movies into. Into me, food? into general, about like, food for a while. uh, well, we talk about pop oh, culture yeah. first, going into oh, food, yeah. pop culture, then like Neopets and uh, Webkins and stuff, and then food, and then from food to farming, and from farming Math. to, uh, yes, <laughs> for, uh, I guess farming to architecture I to mass. All right. Well, uh. So, so we started today from uh, Steve Harvey, and we ended on math. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen the next time we meet up for the next episode. Uh, you get but, to start uh, the topic. If you want to... Uh... Yeah, I'll start the topic next time. And if you guys listening want to do anything similar to this, uh, talk <laughs> about Steve Harvey. <laughs> and uh, see, where, uh, see where that takes you in an hour. Uh, well, probably not math, but hey, maybe. Uh, so... Um, this is uh this is Jack and this is uh, saying goodbye. Saying I have a lot of editing to do. All right. Uh have a good day and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.